0: What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the dnvr Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Earlier, I was able to catch up with Harrison Wynn from the Nuggets beat. He writes great stories and is awesome on the DNDR Nuggets podcast. And so I decided to have him on and get his thoughts on. David Roddy in the NBA Combine and just kind of what he needs to show. Harrison, despite being a CU grad, is actually a massive David Roddy fan. Roddy has that effect. A good dude and, and a really unique basketball player. It's a ton of fun to watch. Obviously, you know, everybody in Fort Collins, we would love to see another season of Roddy and Stevens kind of leading this team and potentially you know, making a deep NCAA tournament run. But ultimately, Roddy just kind of has to do what's best for him, and I talked about that with Harrison. It would be, in our estimation, pretty difficult to improve upon what he's shown at this point, and that's just being realistic. Anyways, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this interview with Harrison. Really appreciate him hopping on with me and talking about all this. Real quick before we, before we play that, I did want to talk about kind of a weird situation that happened on Twitter. Uh, if you. If you follow the DNVR Rams account, yesterday I tweeted that recruiting news was coming. I obviously had some inside information on a commitment for CSU men's basketball. I didn't want to spoil his commitment. I've talked about that before. I don't like I don't like blowing, you know, these players opportunity to announce where they're gonna to go to school for some retweets. I try to give them the respect and the courtesy of making that announcement on their own and, you know, getting their moment and, you know, getting their attention. I don't try to rob them of that. I'm not taking shots at folks. I understand that plenty of people in the media, that's, you know, standard procedure. It's it's not unethical or anything like that, I wouldn't say. I mean, if if you have the information it's sourced and you trust it, all the power to you. You know, there are reporters I follow and respect a lot that do it. But I just kind of wanted to generate a little excitement, you know, tease the fans a little bit, let everybody know that good news was coming. You know, I, I followed up with another tweet that I wasn't going to be the one that broke it. Again, try to give these players an opportunity to announce it on their own terms. The risk, though, is occasionally I get scooped. Occasionally I sit on the information, I try and be respectful, and then somebody else breaks it. Then at that point, it's already out, it's news, it's, it's known information. And that's, that's what happened here. Uh, Illinois State transfer guard, Josiah Strong... It is going to transfer to CSU based on all of the information that I have but I I didn't want to blow it for him you know I wanted him to announce it on his own and today 336 edits on Twitter again I'm not taking a shot but they broke on Twitter that Josiah has committed to CSU and it started to make the the circles you know in on CSU Twitter and at that point I was like well I, I guess I might as well share the article. So I, I shared his tweet. And I was like, you know, we were trying to let Josiah announce it on his own terms, but here's the news. And then a couple minutes later, I published my article, but it just didn't sit right with me. So I decided to take it down and, and wait until he announces on his own terms. That was my original plan. And I know the information's already out there, you know, and I mean, I, I again, I published the story and then I took it down, but I just kind of wanted to explain the whole situation and explain where I was coming from. You know, sometimes it's kind of a, a tight spot when you have the info, but you want to be respectful. Anyways, uh, you know, assuming my information is correct, and again, I'm I, you know, I think it is. I will uh, I'll republish that article when Josiah confirms and you know makes his own announcement, like I was originally planning to. It's a weird time in the digital world. I. Especially in recruiting, man, I, I kind of hate covering it. If we're being completely honest, but it's obviously a big part of college sports. Anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on now. I just kind of wanted to explain, you know, my my thinking on all of that and and why I took it down. And we're gonna get to that interview with Harrison real quick. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet five dollars on any team to win, get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday, do it with the same game parlay. It's where you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. You could do, you know, made threes, total shots, maybe a point total for a specific player. I always love doing them with Jokic, you know, when the Nuggets were in. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Love the shot at redemption. DraftKings is always giving people a second opportunity if they come up just short. And you wanna know what? We all deserve a second chance sometimes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win, get $150 in free bets if they do. That's what the promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Hi, right, joining me on the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We've got a crossover edition with Harrison Wind of DNVR Nuggets. Harrison has graciously offered his time. Actually, I guess he didn't offer it. He has agreed to come on and talk about David Roddy. The uh, NBA combine, the evaluation process, and just kind of how all of that goes. Real quick, before we get into all of that, Harrison, what have you been up to? Have you had a chance to get a little bit of sleep now that the Nuggets season ended? Yeah, definitely, man. Um, Fully decompressed
1: from the playoffs, from the first round of the playoffs. Now I can just watch basketball and not have my entire life riding on it. So it actually feels good. It's it's way more relaxing this way to have zero stakes and and everything, but um you don't quite have the same feel, of course. Your juices aren't flowing like they like they were a couple of weeks ago.
0: To some extent that's kind of how I felt watching the rest of the NCAA tournament after CSU got bounced in the first round. Yeah. It was obviously really disappointing, but I was like, well, I guess I can just watch this stress-free now and just enjoy the college basketball. Did you like the tournament this year? It was kind of a lot of upsets, but I still like we feel still ended up with a pretty chalky final four.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like every year the the tournament, it doesn't disappoint. Um, Like it, it always gives you a great product. And yeah, this year was definitely like the blue blood final four. So I don't know. I always like if you can get one kind of sleeper team in there, for that final four. But, I mean, it was great basketball, though. It, it was great basketball when it came down to it. So, I guess you can't be disappointed.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the teams that made it, I feel like, had really interesting players. And, obviously, you get the whole Duke-North North Carolina storyline and St. Peter's yeah. and everything that, that kind of came along with that. Yeah. I'm curious, as a CU guy, do you think that CSU and CU should play every year? Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Um,
1: I know a lot of CU guys try to be like, oh, you know, like, why would Colorado want to play Colorado State? Um, Like, are the Buffs
0: scared of the Rams? I think so. I think they absolutely are. I mean, you, that's kind of what happened based on, and I'm not even doing it to take shots. Like, CSU wanted to play. They yeah. put the game on the table. The Buffs said no. Ironically... The Buffs could have used a game like coming to Fort Collins would have helped their metrics a little bit. And considering you know they were just on the edge, it it, a little bit of karma. That's all I was saying. But I uh, I just think it's good for local interest because the reality is college basketball isn't huge here. Of course, man. The like a CU CSU
1: game, just like it's great in football, is is great in basketball. Like you, that's a game you're tuning in for. That's a game that is exciting, man. like it's one you mark down on the calendar every single year that is it has happened. So absolutely. like to to raise it's a game that I think raises just the overall basketball profile of the state. And yes, it one hundred percent should happen every single season. It, it, it
0: definitely should. Are we a basketball state now? Is it official? I mean, given it's been, Broncos demise for five years. I know things are coming back up with Russell Wilson and everything, but CSU and CU football have been pretty brutal. The basketball programs have at least been something to cheer for, or is it still a little premature to be making statements like that?
1: I wish it was a basketball state. I don't think it is though. I think Colorado will always be a football state, no matter how bad the Broncos are and and how bad CU and CSU football is. Now, I think that could have changed and there was an opportunity for that to change over the last, you know, five years of terrible Broncos teams. But a bunch of factors probably kept that from happening. Like if the Nuggets had won a championship over the last couple of years and gone to Before a even couple been finals, on <laughs> being on TV would be a place to start. Yeah. <laughs> if if those things have had happened, yeah, I think the tide could be turning but um the basketball in the state has been great i don't think it's been quite great enough to flip it from a football state i don't
0: i think you're right and i just think it's too like it's in the dna it's it's too deep at this point oh yeah and the broncos are going to be great next season so the opportunity was here i think it came and it passed though i think you're probably right anyways <laughs> <laughs> The reason I brought you on, obviously, is to get your thoughts on David Roddy. He is one of two prospects from the Mountain West to go compete at the NBA Scouting Combine. First things first, I guess. What 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 were your thoughts the first time that you watched David Roddy, and and how often did you get to watch him this past season? I watched him a bunch. Just the, I watched
1: him a bunch this year, and. Um, My first impression of David Roddy is that he's just an incredibly unique player and coming from the Nikola Jokic school of basketball, like I love unique players like if if you're going to give me like, uh, like the most unique player in the world like I'm probably going to be attracted to that guy so automatically like Roddy stood out because he's kind of this undersized forward who can bang down low but could also shoot the 3 does everything pretty well so i fell in love with david roddy like the first game i watched him play just because he's just so different than everybody else and I, and i love that because i think in certain players if they have the right intangibles really unique players can carve out a niche in the nba and I'll get to. I think Roddy has the chance to do that. I'm probably getting a little ahead of myself, but just his his uniqueness is something I, I fell in love with.
0: Yeah, spot on. I mean, it's 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 kind of weird, kind of trying to project exactly what he would be. So I guess let's try and get it dive into that a little bit because you know you already mentioned it. He's kind of an undersized forward right now. At times, plays the five when CSU goes small,
1: mm-hmm. but he's
0: like six six. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a point guard in in some instances in the NBA. What what could you see his role being? And and again, like, you know, a lot of things have to come together for guys to pan out. You got to be in the right system. You got to, you know, land in the right fit and all that. But it, could he be a guy that makes an impact in the post? Or is he going to have to be a guy that kind of learns how to really defend wings? Like, I guess, where, what do you see him doing at the next level?
1: Yeah, I, I see him having a very unique role as well. Um I look at like what a guy like Grant Williams has done for the Celtics. And Grant Williams has has kind of come into his own here in the playoffs. And if you He's look at awesome. his if you look at his numbers from his last year at Tennessee and Roddy's numbers from this year at CSU, kind of similar. They have similar bodies, a little bit different skill sets. I, I think like Roddy's more of, you know, the go-to scorer and Williams was was not as much that in college even though he he scored a lot. But I mean, the, the biggest thing that's going to determine Roddy's success in the pros is a if he can just be the same knockdown shooter that he was in college. That's going to be huge. And b how does he play against NBA length? And then I guess C, defensively, can he guard his position? Because, you know, the, the typical 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six guy in the NBA, he's going to be a lot quicker than the guys David Roddy defended in the Mountain West. So, like, like those are the three things I'm looking at. His, his shooting, which I think should translate. And then, you know, how does he play against those NBA athletes that he didn't play against a ton last
0: season and throughout his college career? So do you think that's kind of what NBA scouts are going to be looking for at the combine is just how does he hold up against some of these other elite prospects, especially the ones with size? Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, You know, the Nuggets, just from like a Nuggets perspective, they drafted Bones Highland last year and Bones Highland was at the combine and he played in, I think, just one of those five on five games that the combine puts together and he like popped in that game. He, he was one of the best guys on the floor. He, he looked great. And Bowens Highland was a guy who also was coming from a smaller school, VCU. You know, they probably played better competition than um, Colorado State did. But still, I think there were some questions with him. He's super skinny. How would his frame hold up against, you know, stronger guys, against NBA-level defenses and I think how well he played in that game definitely put him uh, higher on a lot of teams draft boards. So I think if Roddy looks really good at the combine in those five on five games and obviously if his kind of athletic testing looks good, too, I I think he could definitely use the combine to to jump a bunch of people on draft boards and, and rise up the ranks.
0: What, what else happens at the Combine aside from these games? Because obviously the, the NFL Combine is this big televised product and you get to see every intimate detail. Yeah. Is it very similar? Like, is there cone drills, you know? Are they watching them, you know, their handles and then one-on-one and that type of stuff? Or is it, you know, more of these games and just interviews and that type of stuff? I don't think it's the drills. Like, the
1: NFL Combine, you've got... um. Like those very specific position drills that they do. The NBA combine, I think it's mostly athletic testing. You do like a three quarter court sprint. Like, I, I don't know how much teams uh, are emphasizing that or like factoring that into who they select, but they do a three quarter court sprint, they do the vertical, they do a running vertical. They do those sorts of tests, wingspan, like measurements. Of course, the five on five is big, but the interviews are probably the biggest uh, thing that teams look forward to at the combine. Getting in a room, you're, you're like a lot of your front office will go, and and then you're in a room with you know the guy that you might draft. And I actually think that's a that's a chance for Roddy to really excel because. Again, just from a Nuggets perspective, I know they place a lot of emphasis, emphasis on the interview. And I've got to think in this day in the NBA, like how NBA teams are trending. I just think a lot of teams are, are now placing a lot of emphasis on the interview process and that portion of the combine and, and the pre-draft process. So knowing you know the type of guy Roddy is and, and how I think he understands the game, I think he's a high IQ player. I, I don't know this for he, sure, but he just is, off of yeah. watching him, just, he's going to have a chance to really like show his knowledge of the game in that setting. So I think that can really help him too.
0: Yeah. He's, he's high IQ and he's also just, I mean, he's kind of a coach's dream, you know, like an unselfish superstar, really yeah. humble. So like scouts and, and coaches especially are just going to be like, Oh, I love this kid. Like, I know he's a little undersized, but we can, uh, we we can find something to do with him. I think a lot of CSU fans kind of expect whatever his evaluation is to ultimately kind of factor into what he decides. He has until June first to decide if he wants to come back to CSU. One of the things that I talked about on the podcast yesterday was obviously selfishly I want Roddy to come back in terms of like how it elevates CSU ceiling as a team and and you know me covering the team like all of that, but. I'm not sure, like, it'd be pretty hard, I think, to play much better than he did last year. So what are your thoughts on that? And can he improve his draft stock at this point in your estimation if he goes back to school?
1: I think the way he can improve it is if Colorado State was to make a deep tournament run. You no, know, that, that's going to improve anybody's draft stock. That's going to put any you know, smaller school name just on a massive stage, but I mean, that's, that's something you you can look at and be like, I mean, who knows what, what could happen? Like they could go one and done again. You know, the prospects of making a long turning run, that's such a slim possibility. Just looking at one team like that, that that's how I think he could really improve it. But I'm with you. Like he's shown that he has totally mastered the game at at the level he's playing at right now. I don't know if there's much he could do next season to raise his draft stock higher than it is, and then at that point he's a year older, um, which teams are definitely going to factor his age into for sure. I feel like now he's like a fringe first round guy. If the right team falls in love with him, if he really has a great combine great pre-draft workouts. He could definitely go in the first round, I think. Um, but I, I'm with you. I don't know if there's that much more he can prove at the college level. All
0: right, we're going to get right back to that Hoops conversation with Harrison momentarily. Real quick, got to talk about Breckenridge Brewery. They are the official beer and the official brewery of DNVR. They are also the hometown craft beer of the Colorado Avalanche. They're celebrating this historic winning season with people who have supported this community through such a challenging year by gifting Avs tickets to a pair of community stars each home game during the playoffs, even the Stanley Cup Finals. We invite you to nominate a stellar community member and an Avs fan who should get the chance to celebrate at a playoff game this season. Each home game, we will hook up a fan and a friend with tickets, gears to match, and of course, the drink of the season, Avalanche Ale. Breckenridge is also going to be giving back to the community by donating a portion of all proceeds of sales of Avalanche Ale through the playoffs to the community fund Boulder County to benefit Marshall Fire victims. Visit BreckBrew.com to nominate a community star and send them to an Abs playoff game. And check out the Breck Beer locator to find the closest liquor store near you selling all of the delicious variety of beers, seltzers, they've got hard sodas now, Whatever you want, if it's from Breck, hop on the Breck Beer Locator, find the closest location near you, and go pick it up. <laughs> I want to talk about the first-round grade thing in, in just a second. How frequently do NBA teams give guaranteed money to second-round picks? Because I know it happens more frequently than it used to, but is it, is it like kind of like if you're the first or second pick in the second round, you have a chance, and other than that, it, it's not really? Or... I mean, at this point, is it just kind of, it could be anything.
1: Yo, teams can definitely, you know, give guaranteed money. Like a lot of guys who are drafted, I'll say in the top 40, for sure. You're probably signing that guy to like a three-year deal you know, to be totally honest. It's not like it was back in the day where you can have a second round pick and like, maybe he doesn't even make the team. It, it's not like that, 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 way anymore. If you draft a guy in the second round, you really like him. Um, It it actually gets to a point like later in the second round where agents are telling teams like don't draft this guy so I can sign with, you know, the team of my preference preference as an undrafted free agent. But if you're drafting a guy early to even mid second round, yes, you really like that guy and you're like very likely giving him guaranteed money and multiple years probably too.
0: I mean, you can just, you can't just waste those picks, you know what I mean? Like It, it makes sense, now, especially for a team like Denver who had a ton of value in, in the second round and obviously Nikola Jokic, but I mean, I think of Monte Morris, obviously, who was a guy I liked as a college basketball fan and I, I think was probably undervalued. I don't think Roddy's going to be like the guy that around the country, you know, people are salivating under. Mm-hmm. But I do think in the right scenario, like you've said, he could definitely carve out a role. He could pop. I think scouts are gonna like him as a as a dude. I just I'm very intrigued to see how this process goes. I've heard that the Nuggets like him. Have you heard anything as far as the organization goes?
1: Yeah, the Nuggets like him. They do. Um, I've definitely heard that from a bunch of people within the organization. I know they like him more than Jabari Walker from CU. Um they should.
0: Yeah. And I like I, Jabari I, agree. Walker. I like I think he's an intriguing prospect, but
1: yeah, I, I totally agree. It, where the Nuggets are picking right now in the early twenties, I it wonder if that's high. yeah, I wonder if that's too soon for him. Um like, yeah, the early twenties feels a little early, but I mean the Nuggets, man, if they like a guy, they're not gonna be afraid to take him a little earlier than he's projected. Bones Highland was in a lot of people's eyes a late late first round pick mm-hmm. or an early second round pick last year and the nuggets took him what a 24 so they're not afraid to take their guy if if they really like him um so like maybe that could be the case with roddy but yeah like 21 like early 20s kind of kind of feels a little uh, a little early or sorry they took von Island 26 but a lot of people thought he was a second-round pick last year.
0: It's just one of those things where when you start adding it up, it's like naturally Duke will have like five or six guys go first round. You know, there'll be a couple of other lottery picks. And all of a sudden, it's like you're already at 15. So it's like you're not a guaranteed top 20 pick. I just think it's it's tough for some of these guys. Yeah. I don't know. I It was about a month ago I heard that the Nuggets were the only team at that point that had a first round grade on David Roddy. It'll be interesting to see if they still do. Obviously, it can kind of change and we'll see what happens after the combine. But Wow, that's interesting. Know. It'd be it'd be a lot of fun. And I that's just, you know, I, I have no idea the validity of that information, but it, it is know, from somebody I trust. <laughs> that's
1: interesting that you say that. And this is like a running joke with the DMVR Nuggets guys, but Tim Connolly. He loves hoopers. He loves hoopers. That is Roddy.
0: I mean, he is. Last
1: year, they took, like, the biggest hooper in the entire draft in Bones Highland. And it was such a Connolly pick. And, like, look, what do the Nuggets need? They need a defensive first guy on the wing. Like, that's who they need next season. And is David Roddy that? Absolutely not. But you can always like you can't count the nuggets out of just throwing a complete wild card in there and picking maybe one of the biggest hoopers in the draft in David Roddy. You, you can't discount that with
0: Tim Connolly. It'd be fun. I don't could you see David Roddy playing a role on this Nuggets team as constructed?
1: Well, they need a backup small forward. That's That's true. That's for sure. Um you know, the craziest part is I kind of could. I kind of could because, you know, David Roddy's older. He's going to come into the league with, I think, more of an NBA-ready game than a lot of people. He, he's 21. um, A young 21, just turned 21. You're right, yeah, just turned 21. So it's not like he's, you know, 23 or anything. He, he's still pretty young, but he does have... I think probably more of an NBA-ready game than a lot of people he's going to be drafted alongside or, or kind of in his range. And the, the biggest hole on the Nuggets roster is that backup small forward. I don't think Roddy is the the skill set exactly that they need, but I think he would be good enough to play you know, on that bench unit maybe as like the 10th guy next year. I actually do
0: storyline wise it would at least be fun and then like me obviously selfishly he's going to go pro just go on to dance to go on down to denver and now the the dnvr nuggets guys get to cover him absolutely yeah absolutely you guys would like him i think he's he's a really interesting guy just one of those having been around the college game now for you know quite some time i'm getting old college guys when they're good they just Typically, they're like so full of themselves, like the biggest just kind of tools, to be honest. But Roddy and and Isaiah Stevens, who's another interesting guy, you should kind of check him out. I think Stevens might be a little bit too small to play in the NBA, but he's a really gifted point guard.
1: Yeah, NBA teams are going to love that Roddy is over himself, if that makes sense. Like like you just described, that's going to pop in the interview process. They're going to see a guy who was a star in college, a star on his team, the number one guy on his team, the face of his team, but who's totally cool and welcomes just being one of the guys and just being a role player. Um, that That's going to be something that teams are really going to like, and especially the Nuggets because the Nuggets, man, are they're all about their culture and having guys that are hoopers and love basketball, but that are also egoless and and just don't have an ego and are all about the team and are all about winning. And like the more we talk about Roddy, the more I'm not surprised that the nuggets are high on him. He he just checks all the boxes of things that Denver usually
0: looks for in prospects. I don't want to take up too much of your time here, but outside of maybe just being kind of a tweener in terms of his size and like kind of hard to, project in terms of like exactly where he would fit in with every team. What would be your biggest concern as far as Roddy's game at the next level goes? It's probably just,
1: can he be effective against more length and athleticism? I mean, if I'm an NBA team and I watched him in that first round game against Michigan, he went five of 11 scored 13 points, but I mean, he struggled in that game for sure. And That'd be concerning to me. Um, like, can he still be effective and play his game against guys that are taller and longer and just a different level of athlete and defense than he played against in college? Like, that that's my top concern. I think he can show a lot in terms of that in five-on-five with the combine, in pre-draft workouts where I'm sure teams are going to put him against like longer and more athletic dudes that that's certainly what I would do in like one-on-one settings. So like that, that's my biggest concern. How does he look in an NBA environment where there's just so much more athleticism and the defense is ramped up and like guys know his tendencies. How does he look in in that type of
0: setting? I think that's spot on. And I mean, I went on the the DNVR nuggets pod before that Michigan game and, you know, I was like, it's it's going to be no problem for him because at that point in his career, he'd always kind of lived up to those moments. I mean, he dropped 36 on Creighton. He's, you know, gone against bigger guys and, at San Diego State, Utah State. He'd always handled it. But that Michigan game was rough. And, you know, that's against Hunter Dickinson and Diabate, you know, two NBA prospects. I know Dickinson is actually going to go back to Michigan, it sounds like. But it was a, it was a bummer for me. And I felt really bad for him because yeah. you could just see after the game, like, him and Isaiah Stevens, the look on their face, it wasn't, it didn't even look like anger. It was more just like, I, I can't believe it really happened that way.
1: Yeah. And the type of length he played against in that game, that's what he's going to be playing against every yeah. single night in the NBA. Every night, there's a six ten, six eleven guy like Diabate, who's, who's long and can block shots and who can be super rangy defensively. Every single night, he's going to see that.
0: Kama, definitely going to be big for David Roddy. It'll be interesting to see kind of how this all plays out. Harrison, thank you so much for for hopping on and, and talking. This was a lot of fun. Make sure you guys go follow him. All he does is write bangers and the, the DMVR <laughs> Nuggets crew. They, they kill it. They have a massive following. It's been cool to see you guys and just kind of becoming the, the voice of the Nuggets fans at this point. I mean, we talked about it earlier. You can't watch the Nuggets on TV that sucks but I feel like it's almost kind of benefited like our community in a a small sense yeah it definitely
1: has sucked for sure (laughs) it (laughs) definitely has sucked um but hopefully that that problem is going away soon although I'm not hopeful but
0: (laughs) I yeah I don't know it's kind of like COVID ending at this point like a year and a half ago I was like maybe but now I'm just worn out and tired and kind of bitter but Harrison thanks for hopping on man this was a lot of fun hopefully we can get you back on in the future yeah anytime thanks man